Jesus began his public ministry in Galilee by proclaiming the gospel of God, the good news of God. And what good news was that? We know what Jonah was preaching in the first reading, right? It was very clear. He was saying, Nineveh will be destroyed. That was his preaching. And it was pretty effective, in fact. People repented and they were spared. But Jesus wasn't preaching fire and brimstone. He was preaching good news. And what, goes, what good news were those? He was saying, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is close to you, is near, is coming, is happening, is at hand. Extend your hand and you will receive it, so to say. But we can ask ourselves, what is the kingdom of God? It's what happens when God enters into your life. Kingdom, king, domain, the realm of the king. The kingdom is, is what God wants to accomplish in you and through you, around you. He has a plan for you, a purpose, and you are a work in progress. The kingdom of God happens when you let God be in charge, when you surrender to him. And that has to be applied in different situations. It happens like step by step. It's not one and for all type of event. It happens in our life as we let the values of heaven shape our decisions and the way we face situations, as we're open to the kingdom of God in different situations that we have to face through life. So what is the kingdom then, this good news that Jesus was preaching? It depends on what the problem is. For someone in poverty, the kingdom would be to break the spirit of poverty, which then brings them into a place of increase and blessing. For someone struggling with addiction, the kingdom would imply freedom from that addiction so that you are brought into a place of dignity. For someone who is attached to material possessions, the kingdom of God would be to learn how to be generous and to trust in God's providence. For someone who barely prays, the kingdom would be to enter into a place where he or she can be filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to pray as a son or as a daughter with joy, with hope, with spontaneous love. For someone struggling with anxiety, the kingdom would be to be in the peace of God, to have the peace of God dwelling in the heart. For someone whose family is scattered or falling apart, the kingdom of God would imply healing, communication, understanding, mutual love, service. For someone living under double standards, the kingdom is a unifying force under the gospel worldview. So when Jesus says, for example, in the gospel, seek first the kingdom, he's not proposing mainly to hope to someday go to heaven. That is included, for sure. We all hope to go to heaven, and it is important. But he doesn't mean that in the first place. He's urging us to look for God's dominion, his solution, to be realized in our lives now. That's why we say, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in me, just as it is done in heaven. 
Thy kingdom come to me, come to us. And Jesus was announcing that the kingdom is at hand. It can be realized in your life now. So to seek the kingdom means that in any given situation, we are looking for God's solution for that problem, for God's perspective, for God's action in that situation, which means that we carry a hope which believes God has an answer now for every problem we face, every challenge we face, every decision we need to make. God has something for us. And sometimes that answer comes immediately, like a breakthrough. I've seen many of those in, in my life, but most especially in my ministry. Breakthroughs, moment of freedom, chains falling, things, people converting, things completely changing, healings, miracles, things like that. And we love those because those are instants. I think that those are our favorites. But sometimes there is labor and pursuit for a long time. Those are hard, but they're also necessary. What, you know, when, when faith is combined with endurance, it increases interest. It raises our expectation. It prepares us to receive a deeper blessing. It forms character. And God is working in us, even when we don't see him working. The kingdom is at hand. Even when what he wants to do doesn't show up, in the moment. It takes a longer time. He's the one who can change even evil into something good. In today's gospel, Jesus is saying, this is the time of fulfillment. What I want to do in you, I am doing it now. In this time and season of your life, like right now, or like I am about to begin a long process that is beginning today. And you know, this is very important because this word of Jesus is not something that he preached only, you know, in Galilee 2,000 years ago. It's a living word of God. So through the Holy Spirit in the church, Jesus is contemporary to us. So he's preaching this to us today. He's saying this today, tonight, to each one of us. The kingdom of God is at hand. It is just as at hand as it was then. I'm going to fulfill my promise in you near to you. This is the good news that I am now trying to preach to you in his name. That is, that is why we believe that it is the living word of God. It's efficacious. It's still updated. It still works today. Two actions are needed from our part according to the gospel to receive this kingdom and to apply it. So first, is to repent. He says, repent and believe. Two actions. First one is to repent. From whatever area in our life in which we are not seeking the heaven's values. Lack of faith, lukewarmness, immorality in any way, worldliness, this is sensual lust, enticement for the eyes, and pretentious life, pride, Selfishness, lack of forgiveness, resentment, gossiping, spirit of being a victim, you name it. Repent from any of this. Acknowledge and repent. Jesus says repent, like reject, repent from this. It's a movement of the heart. 
It's a movement of our freedom. Sure, touched by grace, but we can take that for granted, I think, tonight. Repent from whatever area is not being shaped by the kingdom in your life. And then believe. And believing is just as important as repenting. Believe that this is true. Trust that I, what I want to do in your life, I will accomplish. It is happening today. What you cannot do on your own, I will accomplish in you, says the Lord to us. So God is so good at encouraging us. Jesus is encouraging us today. He's saying, repent and believe. This is the time of fulfillment. I'm working in you. And whenever we listen to that whispering voice that sometimes whispers, like from, from behind many doors, as Augustine would say, for example, you will never be able to do this. This will never happen. You will never overcome that. You cannot live without us. We know that that is not the voice of God. It's the voice of the enemy. The enemy discourages. The enemy speaks hopelessness. And he speaks like behind many doors because he doesn't want to be unveiled. Once we realize it's the enemy, we can reject that. Instead, the Holy Spirit is always encouraging. He's calling us to repentance, for sure, but he's also giving us hope that he's victorious, that he will win, that he has us in his hand. Okay, when we make this move, when we repent and believe, then the kingdom of God has won a battle in us. We are being transformed. We are being configured with the Lord. The king's domain advances in our life. And we become, as a result, better disciples. So let's ponder discipleship for a minute. The kingdom of God happens within us, but it does not remain enshrined in us. It overflows around us. It becomes visible, tangible. We can tell when someone is living under the kingdom of God, under God's authority and love and presence. It becomes transformative of the outer reality. And disciples are God's instruments to expand his kingdom in the world. That is why he engaged in the business of founding the church from the beginning of the ministry. The church is God's agency in the world through the disciples. So Jesus' next step in the gospel today, after calling people to repentance and announcing that the kingdom of God is at hand, is to call disciples. He wants this message to be spread wide and far. He finds Simon and Andrew, James and John, meets them where they are, working as fishermen, changes their plans. He's preparing a long-term mission, and he needs disciples who will be transformed in missionaries. And from then on, they will follow him 24-7. And they, and they were going to be sent The more we allow the kingdom of God to take hold of us, the more we become followers of Christ. And the more we become followers of Christ, the more we become his disciples, the more we become ministers of the kingdom, servers 
of the kingdom. As disciples, we are not just releasing a message, an idea, but we are releasing Christ's presence into the world, into the ones around us, heaven's presence into the world. The kingdom of God becomes more tangible, most especially when we work together. We are distributors of his dominion, and then we are attracting others. We are inviting others to belong as well. Repent, believe, be transformed, and become Christ's agent in the world. Isn't that exciting? 